to chapter 3, verse 50. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again today. I hope you guys have had a great week. Today is Saturday. I had a good week. It was my first full week back to school. Um, We had our pre-planning, well, I guess our back to school week where we're setting up our classrooms and, you know, getting ready for all those eager young minds to come back so we can mess with them. (laughs) It's part of the joys of teaching. One of the things that we had to do this week is do a active threat drill. That's something I haven't gotten used to yet. This is my third year uh, that I'm going to be teaching here in Florida. And every year we have this training. And when I taught in Virginia, we didn't have this training at all. It's intense. Um, I mean, it's great information, and I think it's necessary for us to understand, you know, the things that can happen in any situation in a school, but it was, it was crazy. It was a little eye-opening, and every year, I feel like it's the same training, but every year, I'm, I'm just still shook by it all, but anyway... We have our students coming back this next week, which will be fun. I'm going to enjoy that. You know, I love my summer vacation. I love having my summers off. I love being able to sleep in as long as I want to, staying up as late as I want. I mean, I found myself staying up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, getting up like at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, and it was great. I loved it. In fact, I kind of did that last night. I stayed up till after one o'clock. I couldn't believe it. But of course I was up at eight this morning and it was nice, but there is something about the school year that I absolutely love. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think it's the routine. I like being in a routine and school gives me the ability to have that routine. I mean, I'm up at 5 o'clock every morning to get ready for school. No, 5.30, sorry. 5.30. I'm up at 5.30 every morning. That gives me time to slowly wake up, (laughs) do a little bit of my Bible reading, because that's something I love to start my day with, and watch a little bit of TV, whether it's the news or catch up on a television show that... I didn't watch the previous night because I'm trying to go to bed earlier or whatever. I don't know. I just like to wake up slowly and getting up at 530. Well, waking up at 530 affords me the ability to do that. I know my son, he can just crawl out of bed, comb his hair, and he's out the door. I need a little bit more time than that. I need to wake up slowly. (laughs) That's, I think, what puts the smile on my face when I show up to school for a work day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we had our first full week back. It was great. I enjoy Christopher. He works at the school that I teach at. So it's fun being able to hang out with him during the day and see him. And we went to have lunch together one day. It was nice. You know, I get to see him a little bit more often 
for now, which is great. I love it. Um, so obviously since I am back in school, I haven't cooked anything this week. I'm going to try my hand at making a chocolate cake today. I've been dreaming about a chocolate cake all week. So I think I'm going to make one this today, which will be nice. I have to be careful about how I make my chocolate cakes or any cakes because I'm allergic to eggs. So I have to, I have to make it. I don't want to go pay for it. Some fancy schmancy uh, vegan shop <laughs> when I could just sit here and make it myself. So yeah, I haven't done that. Um, as far as my thyroid goes, I told you guys that I would keep you updated on that. I am impressed. So last school year, you know, ended in June because we got out a little later than normal. I would come home and I would be exhausted. I would lay on my couch and I would go to sleep. I would take a nap every day. And I've but I've been doing that for years and it never really occurred to me as to why. Never occurred to me as to why I would do this. I've never been a nap taker, but all of a sudden, you know, I did and I enjoy my naps. I really do. But I also know that I can't get to sleep at night then when I take a nap. And let me tell you, when I take a nap, I take a nap. It's almost like I'm going to bed because I could sleep for an hour or more. So I this week, I haven't take, taken the first nap at all. Now, granted... I'm not working with students yet because they're not back yet. So maybe they'll suck it all out of me and I'll find myself coming home and taking a nap again. I don't know. Um, but I'll let you know about that. But I think this thyroid medication is doing its job. I find myself with way more energy. I mean, I came home yesterday and like I said, I'm usually exhausted, especially at the end of a work week. I mean, who isn't? And if you tell me that you're not, then I know you're lying. But normally that is me. So last night I came home, took the trash out, took the recyclables out. I mean, I was on my game, cleaned a little bit. I couldn't believe it. I've been on my game this week. I'm so proud of myself. And I really think it has to do with this medication. I think that it is, it is helping me. So hopefully my numbers are going down on my thyroid. I go think I go back in about three weeks to have a follow-up visit with my doctor. Um, I have to look at my calendar just to make sure. Maybe it's two weeks. No, I think it's like three weeks. Anyway, I digress. But in that, so this next Friday, I have to go to the ENT again and have an allergy test done. Ooh, I get to do one of those scratch tests. I'm not looking forward to that because I've seen it done twice on my daughter. Ooh, and I remember how her skin would welt up with everything that she's allergic to. Oh my goodness. And of course, her being a child, she they did it all over her back. Thank you, Jesus. They're only going to do it on my arms so that, you know, I can, if I need to put some kind of itch cream on it or something, I can reach it. <laughs> oh, but I'm not looking forward to that. So that's happening next Friday. 
Yay me. But I'm kind of happy about it because I'll get to know what I'm allergic to. Something has grabbed a hold of me. Um, my voice is sounding a little scratchy today because something has grabbed a hold of me and it has not let go the last few days. I don't know what it is, but I have been nasally. I have been, I don't know. Something's hitting me hard though. I think it's some type of allergen that's going around right now. I don't know what's blooming right now or what's going on here in Florida. Maybe it's the hurricane season. Who knows? I love hurricanes though. I'm actually hoping one comes soon. I love hurricane season. Hurricane party. Yeah, I know. I'm a little crazy. Okay, so I kind of want to get on to what our topic is today. And the title today is Who's to Blame? And I kind of wanted to tackle this particular topic because so many times, like I, I know people who go through things, I've been through things, you know, and we talk about it and people want to say, oh, well, why did God let that happen? Why did God let this happen? You know, he's omnipresent. He is with us at all times. So he sees what we're going through. He's omnipotent, meaning he has all this power and he can do anything to keep these things from happening. He's also omniscient. So he knew that this was going to be happening. Now, if you don't believe in God, I apologize. Well, I don't apologize, but if you don't believe in God, take this with a grain of salt. Um, but for those of you who do, and you understand that God has all this unlimited power and he's all knowing and he's, you know, present all the time. Um, you know, so we wonder why do we blame him? Why does he allow these things to happen? So I kind of wanted to explore this topic a little bit today because, you know, I think I've heard a lot of this lately. So, I mean, I could sit here and say, you know, I had a birth mother who denied me three times. She, you know, first denied me as a, a baby, you know, by not wanting me, not wanting to raise me. Okay. She left us. Okay, whatever. And then she, the second time she decided to sign away all of her maternal rights to my sister and me. Okay. So that's number two rejection. And then number three is when I actually did meet her as a 30 year old adult and she still didn't want to have anything to do with me. I mean, she did it first until she realized I wasn't going to be calling her mom because she wasn't my mom. You know, she signed away her maternal rights. She said she didn't want that job. And she walked away. So why would I call some perfect stranger mom? Like, who does that? I was happy to meet her and all of that. But, you know, when she wasn't going to get what she wanted from my visit or our relationship, she decided she could not be a part of my life anymore. So that's three rejections from the same person who's supposed to be a vital impact on your, on your life. And why did I have to go through that? I don't know. I'll never know. Or maybe I do know. 
We're going to explore it in just a minute. I could also ask, why did I have to have a father that treated me the way that he did? What was the purpose in that? You know, why did that have to happen? You know, I kind of got to thinking about all of this and it kind of hit me. I'm a teacher. I have students, I have taught students who have been through similar situations. And one of the beauty about one of the beauties about having gone through this, while it's not fun or you know, something I want to brag about, it gives me the ability to relate to my students in a way that maybe somebody else can't. One of the types of students I find myself drawn to the most are the students who struggle. And I don't mean academically struggle. I mean emotionally struggle. I am so drawn to these kids. I have such a heart for students who are such discipline problems. I don't enjoy dealing with the discipline part. That's not really what it is. I think what it is is diving into why they behave the way that they do. I have all types of empathy once I understand why, what makes a student tick the way that they do, or even another human being. I mean, you know, some people get frustrated by the behaviors of people, and I totally understand that because <laughs> it can be frustrating. It's hard to deal with other people's behaviors, but when you learn what makes them tick, what or why they make the choices that they make or why they behave the way that they do. I don't know. There's something about that that gives me more empathy for them. And maybe by going through some of the situations that I have gone through, maybe that was my preparation for learning how to be a teacher. I don't know. A long time ago, when I was teaching in Virginia, somebody, I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was one of the principals I worked with or, or if it was a training that we had. I can't remember. But they showed us a picture of an iceberg. And, you know, I'm sure most of you have seen this picture. There's, you know, part of the iceberg that's up above the water, and then it shows the water line, and then it shows the mass of the iceberg under the water. And we were told or in this training or whatever it was that, you know, the top part of that iceberg is really only about 10% of the iceberg. And that's really all we see. And we don't see the other massive part of it, the 90% that's underwater. We can relate a lot of these situations to that iceberg. Um, I've told you guys before that my friend Bambi had once told me that the way I have been treated by certain people may not even be, or some of the situations that I've been through may not even be about me, but may be about somebody else. And it kind of made me think about that iceberg 
you know, I see what I'm going through, um, but I don't see a lot of times the impact that what I've gone through, the impact that it could have on other people. And maybe that's not for me to see, you know, because that's not part of my story. Of course, that makes me wonder, well, why do I have to be a part of somebody else's story, right? Or why does my tragedy or my disappointment or my pain have to be part of somebody else's story? I don't know. I don't have the answer to all of that. But I think it's important for us to remember that sometimes life just isn't all about us. I mean, we tell ourselves every single day that, yes, life is all about me. Me, 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 me. (laughs) I want to talk about me. Yes, I love that song. (laughs) But it really isn't. It's not about just me. Because the way I behave has an impact on other people. Like yesterday... I was driving home from school and um, I was, I've learned, especially driving here in Florida, I have to keep some distance between me and the vehicle in front of me. And part of that is because in January, I got rear-ended on um, one of the major highways around here. Terrified me. Because I was actually driving to my mom's house for the weekend. And I had thought, oh my gosh, what if I were an hour away from home? Who could have picked me up? Well, as it was, I was about 30 minutes from home. And Christopher and Marvelous were gracious enough to come and get me. Thank goodness. But I was stuck out in the middle of this interstate. Somebody had rear-ended my car. Because I had to slam on the brakes so fast that because the car in front of me slammed on their brakes and I was trying really, really hard not to hit that car, which I didn't. So that particular incident made me realize that I needed to keep some distance between me and the car in front of me. Like it was an eye opener for me because there are crazy drivers around here. So yesterday, I actually got to witness that. I mean, I witness it every day, but yesterday there was this one car as I'm driving home, swerving from the total left-hand lane, the fast lane, and was driving crazy fast, and everybody in front of us was slamming on their brakes because there was traffic merging, you know how it goes. Well, in order not to hit the person in front of them, they had to swerve over into my lane and their car kind of shook a little bit. You could see it swerving a little bit. And I thought, wow, if I were that same mentality, if I was like, oh, no, it's about me. I have to drive fast because nobody can get in front of me. Mm, No, don't do that. Um, if I had been that mentality, I could have been in another car accident yesterday. And so I, it's just crazy because I've, I've just learned that 
a lot of times life is just not about me. The person who cuts me off, they're not cutting me off. They could care less who I am. They're cutting me off because it has to do with them. They need, for whatever reason, to be right there. And you know what? I'm happy to let them be where they need to be because I appreciate my life. I appreciate being able to live my life and I want to keep on living my life. So it's not a big deal for me to let somebody pull in front of me. Sometimes, oh, let me tell you, I used to have such road rage, but I don't anymore. <laughs> Ooh, Christopher could tell you some stories. <laughs> and Cassie. Cassie could tell you some stories. Oh, yeah, I used to embarrass my kids so bad with my road rage. But I've gotten so much better, and I think it was my accident that really did that. I mean, I didn't like being in an accident, but it taught me a lesson. It wasn't a tragedy It was a little bit of a setback. It was a bit of a disappointment to have to be without my car for so long and have it get fixed and all of that stuff. But I'm grateful that I have my life. I'm grateful that it wasn't worse than it was and all of that. So I don't know. I just feel like we think about life Um, through just our own eyes and we don't have the ability to see that it's not just all about us one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about as well is you know what do we what would life be like if there was no tragedy what would it be like what would it look like if there was no sorrow no disappointments If everything was sunshine and rainbows and glitter stars all day long, every day. I don't know. I think that would get boring after a while. I think we would really appreciate that for a while. But I think it would get old. I know for me, I think it would. I mean, think about it. If there's no tragedy and no sorrow, no disappointments, no pain... I mean, it sounds glorious, but I mean, where would we have the ability to have self-improvement? Would we need self-improvement? Would we need to reflect upon our attitudes and our behaviors and improve ourselves I don't know where would discovery come from I mean I like to know what I'm made of but would we have opportunities to discover what we are made of without tragedy or sorrow or pain or disappointment I don't know I mean I feel Like, I am so much stronger today than I've ever been in my life. But if I never had to go through the things that I've been through, would I just be happy with not being as strong as I am? Would I be stronger? I don't know. That's kind of an interesting um, thought process. Also, there'd be no appreciation, I think. 
I don't think, because out of sorrow, there can become beauty and tragedy. Out of, out of tragedy and sorrow and disappointments and pain and setbacks, I feel like we, there's beauty in the fact that we overcome them. And I'm not sure that we would have the ability to have the appreciation for that beauty of life if we didn't have to overcome some of these things. Now you may be sitting there thinking, I would really much rather appreciate not having to go through this right now. And I get that. I mean, I it hurts to go through pain to go through sorrow and tragedy and, you know, health issues and that kind of thing. It hurts. I've been there more times than I care to think of. But I love where I am and I have so much appreciation for where my life is right now. Much more appreciation for my life where it is right now than I've ever had in my entire life. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever been happier than I am now. And maybe I needed to go through everything that I've been through. Now, I've only told you guys about my birth parents. I haven't told you about a lot of the other pain that I've been through. I haven't shared that with you yet. And maybe one day I will. Um, I need to think through how I want to reveal that, how I want to share that. Because it doesn't just impact me. It impacts other people as well. And just like when I had to, or when I told you about my dad, you know, I had to talk to my mom about it. And make sure she could understand why I was doing this. And I had not just, not her blessing, but her understanding of it. You know, and I I have to do the same thing with the next step as well. And I just haven't gotten to that point yet. But there's been a lot. There's been a lot in my life that has happened. And I don't think I would be who I am today without it. And I'm proud of who I am. I have a lot of pride in what I have accomplished in my life and where I find myself today. So I want you to think about that. I know it sucks going through things. It does. It hurts. It's painful. It, it's depressing. And I mean, it can really be debilitating depression when you find yourself going through certain things in life. And I mean, it could be anything. I just want to encourage you, though, to remember that maybe you could find yourself looking at how can I grow from this? What can I learn from this? How can I appreciate my life through this? You know, it reminds me, now that I'm thinking about this, this is very inconsequential. 
because it's very minor, but it kind of made me think of my past father-in-law. He was a preacher. He's passed on now, but he was one of the kindest men I've ever met in my entire life. And he was in the pulpit preaching one Sunday. And I remember he talked about how we should always appreciate the, the struggles that we go through because of the growth that we can, that can happen from that. And he challenged us. He goes, the next time you find yourself in a situation and it's a negative situation, I want you to praise God for it. Just give him thanks for it. And I thought, well, why? Oh, why do I want to say thank you, Jesus, when I'm going through something nasty? (laughs) Well, this one day I was going to work. I think it was actually the very next day. I worked at the, for a bank that was located at Cornell University campus in Ithaca, New York. And (laughs) uh, we had special parking permits. So I could only park in a certain parking lot. Well, I get to the parking lot and I am driving all over this parking lot. And it was a small one, but I am trying hard to find a parking spot and I could not find one. And I was not allowed to park anywhere else. And I couldn't afford a parking ticket because I was a single mom at that time. But I was going to be late if I didn't park my car. And my manager, she did not like it when we were late. And I don't like being late. That's one of my biggest things right there. Ooh, I am a timely person. (laughs) My mom always laughs at me. She goes, Marie, if you're 20 minutes early, you're right on time. And she's pretty much right about that. So here I am panicking because I don't like being late. My manager doesn't like people being late and I got to get to work, but I can't find a parking spot. What am I going to do? So I parked illegally. I did. I parked in a place that my sticker wouldn't let me park, but I did it anyway. And then I remembered my father-in-law's message. I think this was before he was my father-in-law, but I remembered my father-in-law's message. And so I get out of the car and I looked up and I said, well, Jesus, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to give this a whirl. So I am not parked in the right place. And I know that, and I am sorry, but Lord, I praise you anyway, because if I get a ticket, you're going to provide however I need to pay for that ticket. And so in Jesus' name, I'm giving this to you. And I gave him thanks in the moment because I was panicked. Go to work. Come back at the end of the school day or the work day. Sorry. Uh, Come back at the end of the work day. And there was a ticket on my car. (laughs) I thought, oh, man. But that's okay, Jesus. I told you thank you anyway. Thank you for this. Thank you for finding me a place to park my car, even though it's the wrong place to park my car. Thank you. Well, I pulled a ticket off the windshield. It was a warning. I didn't have to pay anything. And in that moment, I learned a very valuable lesson. I mean, maybe it was God. 
maybe it wasn't God. Maybe it was just the fact that somebody looked and saw that I had never been issued a ticket before and they showed me a little grace. I don't know. I don't care. I like to think that maybe it was God. I showed a little bit of thankfulness for the situation that I was in and God provided, pure and simple. And it taught me a lesson that day to always give thanks even in the negative situations. Even if you're not feeling it, gotta give some thanks. Because there's a lot that can happen when you're able to give thanks. It opens your mind up to possibilities that are not just negative. So think about that. Think about how can you, even if you don't pray, you don't believe in God, how can you be thankful for the situation that you're in? Has there been somebody who's been there to help you out? You know, and maybe it's about the person that's helping you. Maybe they need to feel needed. Maybe this isn't just about you. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. I really hope this has helped you or someone out there. I know having this conversation with you guys, it kind of puts things into perspective for myself as well. Sometimes I can sit here and feel sorry for myself because I'm alone or because of whatever reason. But I also know that I truly appreciate where I am in life. And so I appreciate you letting me have this very hard conversation with you today. Um, Follow me on Instagram, chapter 3, verse 50, and tell me your thoughts. On a lighter note, I wanted to let you guys know that I am starting a new podcast. I'm going to continue this one, but I'm starting a second one with my son, Christopher. And it's going to be called, Hey Mom! And it comes out August 12th with our first episode. This is going to be a very candid conversation between mother and son about all the things that Christopher likes. So he's going to just uh, give me some information. He's going to teach me some new things. And I like that. Um, That'll be fun. I hope you guys will enjoy it and will follow along. This is Marie 3.0 appreciating where I am right now in life. I hope you do too. Until next time.